0: Welcome to A Word Season with Dex Springer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this episode, Dex shares on stewarding our liberties and freedoms. In the midst of all that is going on globally, we have much to be grateful for. After the episode, check out our show notes on your favorite streaming platform and visit podcast.org to download a free 30-day devotional that will encourage you to draw closer to the Lord. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. Since this podcast is coming out on July 4th, 2022, I thought it only fitting to share a few of my personal reflections. Personally, I'm reminded of how much I have to be grateful for. You see, it was on July 4th, 2015, as I was preparing to share it at a Houston Citywide Leaders and Pastors Prayer Gathering. I was awakened with the reality that I was losing my hair from the effects of chemo treatments for the B-cell lymphoma cancer that I had. So this July 4th, 2022, praise the Lord. I am thanking the Lord for the complete healing. I am cancer-free and have my hair back. Yes, even in the midst of our individual, national, and global challenges, we all still have so much to be thankful for. I'm also extremely grateful For all the sacrifices that have been made by so many for the liberties and freedoms that we still enjoy today. Although our nation may have much work to do and much to work through and heal from, we also have so very much to be grateful and thankful for. I'm reminded by the words of our very first president, George Washington. He said, We have God to thank for America's birthday. He also said, No people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than the people of the United States. Every step by which they have advanced to the character of an independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. On July 4th of 2014, I joined my friend Roosevelt Muriel from Columbia as he and other pastors from Central America and other countries gathered in Philadelphia to pray for America, I was so touched that friends from other nations were saying, how can we pray for and bless the United States of America? They wanted to meet in Philadelphia because it was the location of the first Supreme Court, the first federal capital before Washington, D.C., and the birthplace of the Declaration of Independence. I believe that was a point of first entry, a place of great significance to look at. At the end of that day, Mary Campbell, a longtime spiritual mother in the city of Philadelphia, who has also become a personal friend over the years with me, gave me a flag with the words that said, An Appeal to Heaven. It is a replica of the same flag that George Washington used before the United States had its own military. There was no official navy, but Washington flew this flag on six of his ships, and it became the symbol of a people looking for freedom, knowing the only hope they had was to appeal to heaven. The flag also includes a picture of an evergreen tree because Native Americans at the time used the evergreen tree as a form of covenant. When tribes made a treaty, they would bury their weapons underneath an evergreen tree as a symbol of a covenant promise to no longer fight one another. In fact, some say the term burying the hatchet" comes from this act of burying weapons underneath the tree of covenant. In my curiosity to read more about the origins about the Appeal to Heaven Flag, I found this particular article that read, The year was 1775, and our country was just about to face their greatest battle on American soil. It was the beginning of the American Revolution. At that time, the British, the most powerful military in the world, was occupying Boston, and problems in the colonies were rising. George Washington wanted to intercept incoming British ships with their supplies. However, the popular vote in Philadelphia disagreed with anything to do with upsetting the king, especially after the Boston Tea Party. So Washington decided to take it upon himself, and behind closed doors he commissioned six privately owned schooners and started his own navy, rumored to be by his own expense. It was to be called Washington's Secret Navy, and all boats were to have an Appeal to Heaven flag upon them also known as the Washington's cruiser flag. It was white flag with an evergreen tree in the middle and the words, an appeal to heaven, stitched across. Just a few months after the first voyage, a British brigantine named the Nancy was captured by one of our schooners, the Lee. On board were muskets, flint, gunpowder, and other supplies in abundance. Not only was this considered one of the greatest captures of the entire revolution, it also inspired the Founding Fathers to start what was to become the United States Navy. Those original schooners bearing an appeal to heaven flags continued capturing British ships and performing special services for the remainder of the war. In April 1776, the state of Massachusetts adopted the flag for its own navy. Its resolution for operations stated, resolved, that the uniform of the officers be green and white, and that the colors be a white flag with a green pine tree and the inscription, An Appeal to Heaven. The Massachusetts Navy sailed 25 ships during the war to defend the coast from the British. They were eventually absorbed into the United States Navy. In addition to the schooners, the flag was also known to be on floating batteries, river banks, in towns, battlefields like Bunker Hill, and even places of most importance like our nation's capital in Philadelphia. The phrase, An Appeal to Heaven, was created by John Locke from England in the mid-1600s. He was one of the great philosophers of his time. An Appeal to Heaven comes from his studies on natural laws, a system of right or justice common to all humankind and derived from nature and its creator, rather than from the rules of society, and the only judge is our creator. It is in these laws where our unalienable rights come from and the foundation of which this country was formed. The phrase, an appeal to heaven, connotes that when all resources and justices on earth are exhausted, that only an appeal to heaven remains. And so is the example of our country when our rights were taken away by the tyrannical acts of King George that we as a nation, after countless attempts to resolve, appealed to heaven as our final judge before breaking ties with the crown." Before giving me the flag, the leaders of Philadelphia anointed it with Cosmere oil now called by some Awakening Oil. Washington soldiers were said to have known that no matter how tired they were, they needed to pray. So they would take the oil, put some underneath their noses to awaken them for prayer. Sometimes when people didn't have the oil, they would put a costmary leaf inside their Bibles. And when feeling tired and weary during a church service or a time of prayer, they would pull it out and smell the leaf or nibble on it to wake themselves up. It seems we live in a land of paradoxes. We are all the beneficiaries of the foundations laid, through many a price paid and sacrifices made by which we enjoy the liberties and freedoms in our nation, yet many of us forget the roots of those foundations. We are witnessing the inclination to casually disregard what previous generations have held to be of fundamental importance. Let us not only greet one another with the happy Fourth of July or Happy Independence Day, But may we have a deep gratitude and appreciation for those who have sacrificed for us to have these freedoms. May we also be keenly aware of just how volatile our liberties and freedoms are. They must not be taken for granted, but stewarded with respect and a sense of responsibility, lest we find ourselves losing the very things we have so cherished. President Ronald Reagan once said these words, Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. Our founding fathers understood that freedom naturally decays as societies expand unless people of principle defend it. That tendency has been true at every point in human history, and always will be. Government has the necessary role in defending our liberty, free speech, the right of property, etc., but virtue can become a vice when it tempts too much. We must be watchful to ensure that the government's good intentions don't become the overreach that becomes tyranny. In our freedoms and liberties, we may not always agree on every issue. But may we remember to always have respect and show civility in our public discourse, even in our strong disagreements. Yes, in our frail humanity, there have been many challenges and conflicts to address and work through since our founding, yet there is no other nation as young and as diverse as the United States of America. So let us remember and reflect upon the redemptive and fundamental values that our nation was founded on. The Declaration of Independence signed on July 4th. 1776, is just as providential and powerful today as it was then. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and to quote from our Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I find the words of the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 17, verse 26 through 28, and Galatians 5, verse 1, fitting for us today and part of my personal regular prayers. Acts 17, verse 26 through 28 says, And he has made from one blood every nation, of men to dwell in all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, Though He is not far from each one of us, for in Him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. In other words, we're one blood from many nations. What nation in the world has the diversity and the melting pot of the nations. But here in the United States of America, with over 320-something million people, the largest nation of such diversity, we are, from many nations, one blood and becoming part of something bigger than ourselves. What a greater opportunity for the church to reach the nations from this place that God has brought us to. I believe that it's important to never forget, as Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yokes of bondage, yes, even as Christians. And here in the United States of America, our freedoms and liberties have a price. But the great salvation that we have at the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection comes with responsibility and stewardship. Just as citizens of this nation, our freedoms and our liberties, they come with a price. And we have a responsibility and a stewardship to protect those liberties that were given to us. In our freedoms and our liberties, again, may we never take them for granted so that we would not let our liberties become a license to do what we want, but that we would walk in the perfect law of liberty, which means that we can get away with doing what is wrong, but we want to honor the laws of God. We want to honor the spiritual laws and the natural laws that have been given to us so we can walk in freedom and not in licentiousness. I believe that we still have a lot of things to work through, but fundamentally we have a redemptive purpose of God that we can walk in the values of the kingdom of God, and we can still speak those values, live those values, and let the light of Christ shine in us in such a way that others would see God in us and bring glory to our Father in heaven. So today, this Independence Day, I say to you, happy Independence Day, blessed Independence Day, happy 4th of July, but remember, our liberties came with a price and a responsibility of stewardship to pass to others. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.